You're listening to ECNZ. Wonderful to have your company this morning. Joe, that is the clean version of the song, he assures me. We've got plenty to come, including Alex Chapman, Abarat Sundarason's going to join us to talk cricket, which is wonderful because Australia are in, uh, well, they are in chase mode against Pakistan, aren't they? Pakistan, nice to see them actually setting a decent total to chase. Uh, 303 they were all bowled out for, 313 I should say. They're all bowled out out for. So uh, Australia in chase mode, they haven't lost a wicket yet, which is wonderful. We'll talk cricket, we'll talk bowls, we'll talk tennis before we're done today. But right now, we're going to talk, we're going to talk golf, aren't we, Joe? We are. We're talking golf with our friend Brentley Romany. This is wonderful. I feel like we haven't caught up with him in, in such a long time, probably Everything about golf's changed in the in the interim. Um, it's nice to catch up with him because he's a, a wonderful writer for the Golf Channel, NBC Sports. He's as plugged in as anyone. Brentley, so good to chat, man. Uh, happy New Year to you. I, uh, happy New Year, gentlemen. I, I think I need to be careful with my uh, words because there's apparently no bleep button. So, uh, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think it was the president's <laughs> cut maybe the last time I was on. Is that right? Yeah, maybe the yeah it would cut? be. It would be. Look, I I would expect that you would be um, um, far more uh, qualified and, and able to censor uh, yourself as you go about it, knowing how professional you are. But it would it would be it would be about the pre- the president's cup. So yeah, not much has changed in the world of golf, has it? No, no, not not at all, not at all. Just a uh, you know a few dozen memos sent out by the PGA Tour and uh, <laughs> related parties. Oh man, it's crazy. I wake up today. I'm like, yesterday. So yesterday, we're thinking, oh, we should see if what see if Brentley's available because you know it's obviously PGA Tour swings back into gear. Um, this wonderful tournament they have there in uh, Hawaii, and and then obviously we've missed this date for whatever this merger or the we were meant to find out. And I, and then I opened the BBC Sport page this morning and I've got like a, a quote from Rory saying he'd be involved with Liv if it was like an IPL style event. And I was like, sure. You know, what? I'm not even really surprised that that's the kind of extent of the, the golf hand grenade we get thrown on the, the 3rd or 4th of January. It's just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it was the, the most timeliest or untimeliest uh, news dumps uh, of that framework agreement announcement, like in the 11th hour, December 31st, when no one in golf media is, you know, near a computer, just trying to get relaxed, get one last, uh, you know, good shut eye or go, go crazy and uh, party it hard uh, before the new year, before we got to get back on the saddle for the century. Um, And they just dumped that on everyone. But uh, luckily, as with most memos, it was just a big word salad, and there wasn't too much there. So, yeah, and that's really interesting in itself because how hard has the sport of being trying to translate what you are being told and information that's available to your viewers or your readers? Oh, it, it's, um, it, it's so crazy. I, I would have never thought... Uh, when I got into sports journalism, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, that I would be, you know, diving into uh, leaked documents and watching, you know, streaming Senate subcommittee hearings uh, on my laptop. Um, it, it, there's just so many things. I, I feel like 
and, and I didn't make this up. I heard it somewhere, but I, I don't know who to attribute uh, it to. But being a golf writer these last couple of years, you're almost – it's become very geopolitical. So uh, I feel like a, a, a pseudo-expert in uh, politics, which, um, you know, is, is something I try to try to stay away from. But, you know, as, as you know, uh, it's, it's our job to kind of uh, bring the news to everyone. And when things get so political as they are um, – you can't stay away from it. So, yeah, well, it doesn't sound like you're going to be trading Florida for Washington anytime soon, um, Brentley, which is fine no, by no, us. No, absolutely uh, not. Um, okay, so you've done the, the you've done the Thanksgiving uh, Christmas period over there. So you've probably spent some time with the in-laws or with your family. And when people ask you for the the extended elevator pitch of where we're at with this, ha, ha, do you have the ninety second two minute? redacted version of where we're at it with this yeah it's it starts out with i would not not be surprised uh with a final result win or wherever that is or whatever that is um you know anything can happen i i think that there's still a lot to be decided um i do know that the john rom uh situation with him going over to live has kind of um, thrown a wrench and I, I, I think what many people thought would turn out. I mean, I, I honestly thought when things came out June 6th that we were going to have some sort of, uh, you know, treaty of, of sorts by, by the end of the year, or if not the end of the year at, at sometime very soon in 2024. And right now it, it just, I like, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised what turns out. Like I could see anything from there just not being a, an agreement but, but between the PIF and the PGA Tour and the PGA Tour moves forward with just the private equity. But then I could also see the PIF, um, you know, having some sort of slice of the pie. Um, I don't know what this new co, how, how that's going to turn out. But um, so I, I, I guess the long answer is I basically just kind of shrug my shoulders and say, you know, people smarter than me, uh, I hope, are working on it. And it seems like the players uh, have a voice uh, with Patrick Cantlay and Tiger Woods. And whether the, the quote-unquote mules uh, are, are happy with the final result, that's that's to, to be determined. But I, if I had to make a prediction right now, you know, we're talking January, what, 2nd, January 3rd, I would say that the, the PIF is some sort of minority investor um and team golf live golf gets incorporated into the calendar at at some point um and then the real fun begins right to, to, to figure out uh those who quote unquote stay loyal to the tour um you know what what are the reparations for for that for you know for them staying loyal um what's the compensation there so there's just so many like layers to it and the last two years have just kind of made a lot of people jaded over it all. And uh, so I, I basically just sit around and, and uh, wait for something to happen and then report on it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a very good – I like that. You just sit and wait. Yeah. I mean, it's so – you're right. There's so many there's so many layers to it, it's quite fatiguing, isn't there? Because, you know, every time you kind of start to theorize about one part of it, then there's like an unintended consequence of that part of it. So then you need to break that down. And it's – it's so it's the opposite of simple to the point that the players that are involved are also fatigued and 
that's why, you know, you talk about Pat Cantlay and Tiger Woods. Rory, I've been waiting to see how these guys that went so hard at Live Golf in the first place start to reposition themselves or their PR teams start to reposition themselves and, you know, how they soft launch the idea of Live being something that they can, you know, be vaguely a part of. And that's why I thought Rory's choice of podcast he went on and some of the comments that he made are really interesting and probably a, another date you notched down on your calendar where some of the guys started to get their head around it actually being an ecosystem again that they all have to accept. Yeah, and, and look, I, I think Rory is very much fatigued about all this as well. I mean, he's, he's said as much. And with Rory, I, I think he was very adamant from the beginning. Like, he, he, he was very anti-LIV. He was very anti-PIF. Um, and it's at the point now where I think the PGA Tour's only path forward is to come to some sort of agreement because as they said in the, the, the Senate hearing uh, with Ron Price and Jimmy Dunn, like the, the, the Saudis were bleeding the tour dry financially and they would just keep picking players off. And I think Rory is at the point now where he knows that that's the only path forward and, and he's maybe not okay with it, but at the same time, like he wants the PGA tour to still be there. So he's just kind of withdrawing himself and, whatever happens, happens. And, and, and I think he's just very much done with trying to be involved with it all. Cause it's a lot. I mean, those, those meetings are, you know, the, the, the big ones with the players, those pack meetings, those policy board meetings. I mean, they're, they're hour long things. I mean, they're, they're, it, it, it takes a full day. So, um, so he, he's, he's very much, I think, checked out just in terms of being a guy and, and he's taken a lot of flack too. I mean, his, his reputation amongst, some some golf fans um, has taken quite a hit with with him standing up for what he believes in, which is unfortunate. But um, I, I think he's just ready just to play golf. Yeah, no, I think that's a really really good summation of it. So we do get golf this weekend. The century on the plantation course at Kapalua. I mean, it's just one of the most beautiful sights in world golf. The pitches that come out of there every year. Um, I guess how would you evaluate the field though and the strength of it? So I, I have to be honest, when, when I looked at the field uh, yesterday, I, I, was, I was very um, shocked because I, 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 maybe this is on me for not doing my homework, but I was very surprised that it's not just the, the winners from the previous year. I mean, we, we have all the top 50 there. Then there's a few big names, obviously, Rory, JT, um, who aren't there. But it's, it's very strange to see an event like this and not have John Rahman. And I think Kyle yeah. Porter from CBS kind of brought this up a, a, a few days ago. Like, it's almost kind of kind of depressing. But at the same time, um, I, I I think this year, especially more than the last few, I mean, we're we're going to see some guys um, who perhaps people don't don't know anything about win some tournaments, contend in some tournaments, start to elevate their profile and become stars. And these guys have a heck of a lot more personality than some of the stars that we know and maybe a lot of the stars that have gone over to lift. So I think this could be a big year to kind of prove what, what I've always thought and that the PGA tour, the highest levels of golf, um, you know, st- stars are created through that. Like you're not just born a star. You don't just show up a star. Stars are, are created th- through the vehicle that is the PGA tour. And, and so I, I think there's going to be a lot of guys, whether it's a Nick Hardy or, or a Maverick McNeely now, uh, now healthy, 
Um, and even some of this younger crop coming up to the KFT, like a Pearson Cootie or Chris Goddard, people are going to realize that, hey, like there's still a lot of really great golfers. And these guys are also guys you want to have a beer with, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, there is that younger crowd coming through. Um, what, what What's your take and what's your position on Ludwig Eber? Uh, are, are you, you know, I mean, I'm looking at our local sports book here and he is on the one, two, three, four, five, six. He's on the seventh line of betting for the Masters. Ludwig Eber. Can you believe that? Seventh favourite for the Masters he, here at our local sports book. Seventh. I mean, I, I, I think I, I think that's a little high for, for the Masters just because the Masters is, is historically a second-shot golf course. And yes. not not to say that Ludwig has a weakness, but if there is a weakness, it is the iron play. It is the approach play there. And he, he's a he's a lethal driver of the golf ball. I mean, the, the, the blend of power and accuracy, I mean, you, you put him on the first page with John Rahm and really nobody else so i i actually think that perhaps it wouldn't shock me if he was fourth or fifth favorite at say the u.s open or the pga um i think i think valhalla could be a, a, a setup that really plays into his hands i just don't see augusta and i don't see with that not only being his first masters but being his first major um i i think that's a little too high i i, I would not recommend putting uh putting any shillings on um on Ludwig at Augusta, but I, I do think he's going to have a, have a huge year because he's a special talent, as we've seen, um, drives the golf ball extremely well, really underrated putter, and then between the ears, I mean, golf is is such a, a fickle sport mentally, and uh, he, he he really keeps it level and uh, doesn't really get a, uh, get ahead of himself, and, and he's done that his entire college career. Yeah, bang on. And, and I guess the thing you always hear about Augusta National is that you get better the more you're there. And it's quite overwhelming early doors for these guys that come in. The whole experience is so overawing. And even if they're, you know, they're on top of that and they expect it, it's still you're better for the gallop there. So makes perfect sense. Um, Brentley, we'll let you crack on. It's been really interesting chatting and hearing your perspective covering it day in, day out. Can you give us a, a player to follow, a golfer that we can watch this year? Maybe that's established or not established. I'll let you take this wherever you want that we can watch, and, and you've got high hopes for for one reason or another. Well, I, I know that everyone over there is going to be watching Min Woo Lee. Uh, I, I think just the, his style of play, his personality. He's another one of those guys who, you know, I, I guess a lot of people know about, but one of those who you'd love to go get dinner with um, and absolutely crushes the ball hits the stinger, can get hot with the putter, just a complete package. I, I think he, he becomes the next star, especially during a President's Cup year. I, I think it's going to be a really big year for him. But um, another international guy to, to keep an eye on uh, is, is Casey Jarvis, the 20-year-old. Might be 21 by now, but uh, a South African. I, I think he's a dark horse to, to make Mike Weir's President's Cup team. So he um, – He's a guy that's playing over on the DP World Tour right now, but I wouldn't be shocked if uh, you know he, he cracks into that top 100 in the world and starts playing a, a little bit over stateside and uh, you know makes a run and kind of introduces himself to the world up in uh, Montreal here in uh, September, September October. Ryan Fox on the Presidents Cup team? Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean. It, it seems like he's always a uh, snub, but uh, I mean, I, I'll tell you what: when you're as, as tough as uh, he is, and 
um, as aggressive as he is, I, I, I think he, he could be an asset to any team. It, it's, it's just going to be a matter with him of, uh, um, you know, just a little bit more, more consistency. I, I, I guess you can say that with, with anyone, but I, I'd love to see a season where he like basically makes all of his cuts. Um, and so I, I, I think that could be a starting point for him. It's just kind of be, you know, maybe being around that top 10, top 15, just a little bit more. Yeah, fair enough. He's going to get his chance because he's going to be consistently playing in the States this year. So you'll see a hell of a lot of him, uh, Brentley, and we'll, we'll get your take on him at some stage during the season. Great to catch up, mate. Happy New Year to you and yours. And, um, yeah, nice thoughts on the very complex nature of your business at the moment. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, take of, of, of no takes. Well, uh, thanks for having me on and uh, hope to <laughs> talk again before uh, the next President's Cup. Yeah, that's right. You just sit and wait. You just keep sitting and waiting. You do that. All right, there you go. That's uh, Brentley Romney. He's a very, very good golf journalist, uh, golf channel, NBC Sports, and he's really got no clue because how would you have a clue? Interesting. Really, really interesting times. Like, And when I say that the players don't really know what's happening, the players don't really know what's happening. I promise you that. No one has the inside oil here as to the absolute ins and outs of what is going on and, and what each side wants and how far and what the sticking points are in this negotiation. And nobody really has a clean idea of what it would look like if they come to some sort of agreement. So when you're in that kind of silo of nothingness, how do you report on it? Really, really interesting because... And I guess what are the players meant to be doing? Just carrying on. 22 past nine. We'll talk to Paulie Moati up after this. Uh, You're listening to SNZ Summer Breakfast. That was Brentley Romney talking golf.